The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm here with my guest host, Lynn Sherrill. Hi, Lynn. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Most humans today live a quote-unquote normal life existence in a daily state of being overwhelmed. There are so many distractions and bright, shiny objects that it can be hard to actually see what's in front of you. As a result, it's easy to operate with blinders in place and be numb about your life. Sometimes we even become asleep or immune to the potentials within and the realities around us for living a more joy-filled existence. The antidote is to simply start paying attention to the state of our own mindset. In order to see more clearly, it can be helpful to have a higher perspective. These mighty gems, spotlights, focus on our inner subtle human energy systems. We know that the internal energy centers are actually connected with the world around us. Everything is within us uh, is reflected from our inside to our outside. And vice it's, versa, right? What's exactly. in here is out there and what's out there is in here. Yeah, yeah it's really a balanced reflection. Mm-hmm. And Robert Holden said, one new perception, one fresh thought, one act of surrender, one change of heart, one leap of faith can actually change your life forever. Have you ever been asked if your glass or life is half empty or half full? It may seem like a simple question, but how do you discern that truth actually affects your reality? Your filters of perception are very powerful as you have the ability to change them. And when you do, it changes everything in your world. When you look outside and around yourself, what do you see? Your discernment clarifies if others are positive or negative, an annoyance or overly caring, stuck or just making slow progress. What you discern from the world around you determines what you will likewise experience in your own life. When you shift your filters of discernment, your attitude will correspondingly shift and you can begin to apply the power of perception for positivity. Your discernment can help guide you to have a a full glass of life. Totally. If you think you don't, then you won't. That's Um, true. 
yeah, isn't it Henry Ford who said whether you if you think you've failed, then you have, or something like that? Whether you failed or not, it's your own mind that tells you that you have. It's really the the mind is is such a powerful tool, and in our focus here, being empowered, most of us are a bit more awake than we used to be, and are starting to really take a look around within ourselves. In our Mighty Gems series, we've been taking a close look at ourselves from within and also now outside of ourselves from a higher perspective and really looking for a balanced reflective. And it's it's something where um, that reflective part can become very distractive too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one that um, we just have to be very careful with that, you know, we're keeping an eye on um, what's going on. Absolutely. Well, Jean de la Bruyere, <laughs> that's my that's French accent, <laughs> shared, he, you know, the, there's a quote here, the rarest things in the world next to a spirit of discernment are diamonds and pearls. So really, discernment is the more rare quality um, on, on an intangible level than diamonds and pearls. So, you know, when we talk about discernment, we're talking about is the art of knowing the difference. And it might seem obvious and it might even be common sense to, you know, many people who actually have discernment. Um, and, and we prefer to think that we can discern between all kinds of uh, issues and, you know, some of them even opposing with each other. Um, but it really, discernment is something that we cultivate. And the way that we choose to cultivate that determines our outcomes. So, um, you know, it happens all the time. I mean, when's the last time that you thought you knew something and then somebody showed you you didn't know it? It's like you didn't you it's not because you didn't see it you know you had the same facts but your discernment prevented you from seeing the bigger picture and what happened in your mind is you thought you already knew it so you didn't need to learn it so it's a very interesting thing when you really stop to pay attention to what's going on yeah and discernment um is like the art of knowing the difference yes if something's obvious how many times do we really um take our mind and our thoughts and really, before we say them, question them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're we're usually taking the thought process and it becomes an active something out there in our conversations. So it can be very much um, an instant uh, comment. You know, is it common sense? Is it obvious? Is it common sense? And are we able to see opposing information or is it something where we just have one kind of like a one way path? Is it, is it one way concerning um, our thought process or are we able to look at two sides? Yeah. It's uh, enlightenment is supposedly being able to hold both sides of a situation in, in mind at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. You know, I think the issue is that we think, that what we think is real. <laughs> I think we yeah. think correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we're human too. So that's the other thing is that we're always going to look for the things that make us right. So whatever it is that we think that we know, we're going to always look for the things that we think that we know rather than thinking or looking for the things that we don't know. We're going to stick with what's familiar, secure, stable, comfortable. And so that's how we get locked into that comfort zone. Well, and comfort zone is uh, good for certain things, but mm-hmm. um, there are um, factors here, too, that as we are mastering ourselves um, in the process, you know, truth is um, often stranger than fiction. 
True. And uh, essentially, there's you know how do how do we believe you know certain things if that truth is something we're basing our belief on from someone else. How do we know? It's kind of like a chain reaction. How do we know um, that that information is correct from someone? Mm-hmm. Is it because we actually are listening to them as the be the person that we believe is knowing or knowledgeable, and so we take that for face value, and then we become uh, thinking in the terms of that being a total um, correct. Um, thought process too so it's it's like where do you get the evidence so that we can actually discern something and know that it's valid or mm-hmm. are we always having to question things i mean this this can become quite an intellectual prop uh description and also discussion that i could see <laughs> <laughs> see ourselves sitting and mm-hmm. arguing about both sides mm-hmm. you know, it becomes like, a rabbit hole like how far do you want to chase it right exactly mm-hmm. and so how does how do we operate in this process with um you know looking at what do we tell people how do we tell ourselves something how do we write information um so it comes back to in the marketing area, I think this is where some of this comes up too, is where you've got um, sales pitches and biographies and testimonials and references. You start looking at all of the marketing out there. Uh, who do you believe and what do you believe? And um, as you're starting to question it, how do you know that, that, um, that you have a better way to look at something than someone else? And so it becomes almost like this chain reaction of the questions upon questions. Well, um, and you know, when it comes to marketing, because of course, this is one of my big fields of, you know, what I, where I spend my time and what, what's coming forward are statistics showing that 80, up to 85% of all sales transactions will be done or handled. The buying decision will be made in 85% of the, uh, up to 85% of the opportunity before the person even talks to anybody at the company. Because they're basing it on, oh, here's a review, here's what my friend said, oh, I read that on whatever site, I went on social media, they, you know, they're basing, buyers are basing decisions on uh, all of that story that you potentially have no control over as the business owner. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so customers are really developing discernment and they're using that to make decisions before they've ever even talked to you. So it gets really important to actually, um, on both sides, you want to have discernment about what are the most important marketing messages to put out there. And, and it's with the idea in mind that your customers also have the discernment about what's going to be the best solution for them and what's going to provide the most value for them. It's, it's uh, you know, it would change everything if everyone spoke the language of discernment. <laughs> well, it becomes, you know, it becomes like a secret language almost. I mean, it's almost like an art because you start really looking at um, part of it is curiosity, too. I mean, really being open, and maybe this is part of the the value of a more open mind, is actually being able to listen and think and, and really interpret what someone is saying. And when you interpret, you know, you're, you're using all of your senses, and so you're able to actually have an active conversation mm-hmm. where you're listening, you're, you're, you're using all of your own guidance system and discernment 
you know, really filtering the information so that, you know, it's coming through and it's really um, passing through a, a set of filters with the expectation of it being pure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we don't know that until we actually, I guess, um, have run it through our filter system. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a mind control mechanism also because we're, we're actively listening and you know how I like to look at systems. You know, it, it's really looking at it from a question point, you know, is that really true? Is it um, really giving us a good set of tools to think about? And then because of that uh, decision process, if we think those are valid tool elements, then um, how do we act? So we're basing our actions upon what we've discerned too. So if our discernment process or system is not a very good um, process, then um, we could have some problems with our actions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's mind control and then there's controlling the mind. And it feels like those are two different things to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just, I got kind of stuck on that phrase. I've been, you know, kind of playing that through as you've been sharing. It's, uh, yeah, and that's exactly it. So it's really about discernment is about keeping the mind in its rightful place as you make decisions from a more powerful, insightful place of knowing. So that knowing is a question too. How do you know? mm -hmm. I mean, what is it you know? Mm -hmm. And as we work with ourselves becoming more and more enlightened, um, that is wisdom Mm -hmm. that comes forward. Mm-hmm. And so, well, it can be feeling to be very elusive. I mean, that's what it feels like. It feels slippery <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's it's really it's a very inside job, you mm-hmm. know, that people don't see either. So that you you basically end up with um, a lot of information that you're making decisions, and decisions are actions. So you have all these details come up. And they come along so that essentially, um, as you're gathering information, you know, are you then able to test it and say, okay, is that a reality? Is that, um, is there some kind of, you know, as you're questioning and or feeling through the information, um, is there any deception? Is it peer? Is it, can I say, okay, through this whole reality, um, when you make that final kind of, yes, this is feeling very good, all, all my senses feel like this is a go, then you make it, you step out with some kind of action. What's kind of um, difficult is if you come to that point, you step out with action, and then you find that that is really not the case. How do you deal with that? Well, I think it comes down to values. You have to know your values in order to um, set up your discernment. You know, when you know, it's so subjective. All of this, um, everything that happens around us, everything that we choose to focus on, everything we interpret, you know, all of that, it really comes down to what works in your world. And for me, my guiding... mm, my guiding directives are freedom and happiness and, and 
love and compassion. So, um, you know, I kind of hesitated on love because it's not love the way that everybody kind of thinks of it. It's not, it's not about romantic love. It's a much bigger process for me. But, you know, it's like when those are my guiding principles, let's call them, then the discernment is around, okay, what is going to add to happiness or freedom or compassion or really truly loving someone, meeting them where they are, you know, Mm -hmm. whoever that is. So that's kind of the parameters of my discernment. Um, And, you know, if it feels heavy, if it feels wrong, if it rubs the wrong way, if it just doesn't sit right, you know, you have to go back in and say, wait a second, I must have missed something, you know? <laughs> so, I, yeah. that's, for me, that's how I would answer that question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it becomes even more thought-provoking as we start looking at the parts that are in there, um, you know, as we make decisions and as we walk through something. Well, and I think you just hit on something that's really key. Is it really about thinking your way through it? You know, discernment is really about discerning. It's not necessarily about, you know, the mental part of it, right? It's more, it's taking in from all the senses, as you said earlier, and um, feeling the energy of it and, um, you know, taste, touch, hear, smell, sound, you know, the kinesthetic experience. How does it resonate? Does it fit? Do all the pieces, like, you know, it's, um, it's profound and yet it's so easy because we do it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and in fact, you know, I, I'm discerning that we're coming up on a commercial break, wouldn't you say? <laughs> ah, that seems like we should have an action item there. <laughs> and we will be back shortly. Have you ever met a muse or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join TheMightyMuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. Intellike dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the intellike to become a cat. So what is human intellike? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellike.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellike.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. You are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with D. Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email 
to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. We're discussing the sparkling discernment topic area, and that is one that feels very elusive. And we were, um, in the last segment, we were talking about how um, we run things through our guidance systems. We each have different ways of doing that. And a lot of times we don't really think about, you know, the total information. A lot of it is how do we feel and what do we do with the information. A lot of it's, you know, we take action based upon information and also thoughts. So it's really um, taking, um, you know, there's a lot of ways of looking at things. People can think of it as being spiritual, um, we get information from our internal system, prophets, guides. You know, some people feel enlightened. Um, well, and people uh, think that discernment is a spiritual skill, right? Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that is, uh, you know, one of the like all the, you know, the masters that um, that is, you know, a tool in their tool belt. Mm-hmm. But you know, that kind of. Um, connection doesn't come from teaching it doesn't come you know because somebody's doinked them on the head and said okay now you know enough (laughs) right you know and it's not because they've said it they're not saying oh i you know i am the buddha you know it's it's you know if you meet the buddha on the road kill him right because that's not what it's about you see you know and so in terms of spiritual skill that comes from from being and doing and from inner reflection and connection and discernment which is the subject of our conversation today but you know you want to rely on who and what a person is and uh and then also take in what they're saying and how they're saying it and how they're presenting and what they want you to know. And, um, you know, it, it's a much, it comes from a much bigger place, just a much bigger place. Well, and you know, there's a lot of, there's no certificate certificate that's been issued. Now I have discernment. You know, it's really more. I think we should from, create one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what color? Mighty gems. Now you have a certificate of discernment. <laughs> so you know, there's there's a lot of uh, self created process here that um, we each have certain amount of skills. You know, some people look at them the different skills as gifts, and it could be a spiritual gift. It could be a lot of different. Uh, ways that people feel like they've received gifts, and a lot of the messages, and the this is part of the inner reflection that comes on the outside too. It becomes a reflection and a connection, so that essentially, um, what what this also implies too is there's a um, way of actually trusting or or the value of what a person is you're relying upon someone giving you certain information you know how do you you know discern that that is the real information or is there a set of questions that you it's like you have to have a stamp of approval but it's it's more of you know trust trust in there and there's connections it's about knowing how you process and interpret information. Mm-hmm. You know in your gut when something's right. You just know mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And you know when something's wrong. Mm-hmm. That is discernment. You know, it's, um, 
on the uh, yeah you i think you know just to play counterpoint a little bit i think you could have here's a checklist hmm, do i believe that person am i invested in what they're saying do they seem credible do they have the experience whatever i mean we can come up with a little criteria checklist but in the end you know people can look good on paper and then you marry them and you're like whoa who did i marry yeah yeah <laughs> you know and so, so- there's different things that can get in the way too. I mean, there's mm-hmm. egos, mm-hmm. there's ownership and greed, you know, jealousies, there's judgment and fear. And a lot of these are emotional um, challenges that some people can think of them as cliffs and overhangs and snares and traps and on and on. And really it's um, a, you know, and, and you boil down discernment, which is one of those terms, too, that sometimes people can get wrapped up in the definition. It's really nothing more than the ability to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. And it's the process of making careful, careful distinctions in our thinking about the truth. So it, well, it's, it's definitely really, not for the faint of heart. No. You know, if you're <laughs> going to have discernment, you, that's something you cultivate. And it's, you know, it's a rigorous process sometimes because other people don't live in that space. They don't um, necessarily think about it or, or maybe they're overly thinking, you know, and, uh, and they're not really, they're just too um, unengaged or disconnected from what's really happening. So they're actually not able to use their discernment. So, well, and I think it's, a, it's one of those big words that people could become fearful of too. Because they don't really fully understand it, um, people could make a judgment call, and that that is when um, that's the spiral potential where you can actually start having problems where someone is either sitting with some of the negative um, aspects and maybe wants to cause harm. You know, this becomes part of the the uh, challenges with. Just taking everything for face value without questioning mm-hmm. um, and really um, thinking through things yourself or feeling through things and taking responsibility for what you know. I think that's the know. big one right there. It's taking responsibility. Of- that's huge. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. basically, how does someone move through certain things with you know whatever the events are and looking at something from... How is, is, is what I'm doing a, a habit? Am I on autopilot? Um, really taking a look at ourselves as we're reacting or working with the outside is really part of the activity that I think we go through. And some mm-hmm. of us are more awake than others. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, the ones who are awake, you know, the people who are awake become the teachers because they know more. And well, so, that's wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's, right. It's the action that we know mm-hmm. uh, from our experience and mm-hmm. or that we, we work backwards through, you know, so that we have more definitions, mm-hmm. you know, with something that we feel has a, a, a positive effect out there. Mm-hmm. So it's really also how would you want to be treated? Mm-hmm. I mean, how does, how does someone treat you and does that feel good? Kindness goes a long way. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because there are people who have discernment and then they deliver what they see with sharp tongue Mm -hmm. and you just, it it hurts. That's not, that's not kind. So I think kindness and tact and compassion and clarity 
So, uh, you know, the noun discernment describes a wise way of judging between things or a particularly perceptive way of seeing things. If you can understand something that's hidden or obscure, if you figure out the themes of a confusing movie, for example, you're using discernment. It comes from the Latin word discerniere, meaning separate. Discernment separates what's important or true from what's not. The wheat from the chef, the boys Mm -hmm. from the men. (laughs) Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it also, there's that perception, you know, mm-hmm. if there's a judgment somewhere, um, mm-hmm. that can become, you know, and we're getting into a, an extension here of, you know, psychological or moral aspects that, you know, can go way out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a little hard to come back sometimes when you start going down that <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's coming back to discerning the individual that's actually giving you information too. You know, where does that place? Mm-hmm. Where is that placement there? And it's it's really the the ability to think and act in an independent process. I think that's that's where um, some of the process goes on too when you are talking with people. Um, it becomes difficult to actually, if you don't know them very well, um, there's probably a filter system that needs to be in place so that it essentially, um, you can have like a, an ability to um, not just go right straight through just like you would with every person. But um, you'll probably want to, you know, have a bit of discernment. Well, yeah. <laughs> what, what's yeah. being shared. I think discernment dances with nuance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's picking up the small things and it's personalizing it to the person or the situation or the relationship. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, um, In terms of psychology, you know, there's this whole wave of positivity. Have you been hearing about it? Mm-hmm. With like um, Zappos, they've started, um, Tony Shea, oh, he started the happiness movement. And, you know, there's a lot of people kind of coming out and talking about um, positivity. And, you know, really, um, the researchers in the field of positive psychology have defined wisdom as the coordination of knowledge and experience and its deliberate use to improve well-being. And so with this definition, wisdom can supposedly be measured using four criteria. A wise person has self-knowledge. A wise person seems sincere and direct with others. Others ask wise people for advice, and a wise person's actions are consistent with his or her ethical opinions. So um, those are some ways to potentially measure wisdom if we're thinking about it in relationship to uh, perception and therefore discernment. Um, some people think that positive thinking is just, you know, hooey. <laughs> They yeah, they think, don't. You know, they don't believe they, it, right? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people think of it. You know, there's um, ways of thinking, and and it's kind of like uh, other conversations. Well, why do you get up so early? It's one that I get asked all the time, mm-hmm. and I don't ask. Well, why do you go to bed so early? <laughs> <laughs> Which part of the scale are you looking at? You know? Right. And so. Um, it's really interesting how those perceptions, you know, it's a mental and emotional attitude. And um, I've been called, you know, very positive thinker a lot of my life. And um, I would prefer to operate that way myself because it feels better. 
Yeah, it's about and happiness. It's, what do you it's choose? One, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I guess, you know, I have um, history with my mother reading positive thinking books as mm-hmm. a child. You know, she was very positive and was always looking for positive words and descriptions. And so I grew up that way. Mm-hmm. And um, it, if you flip it into a different perspective, why would somebody choose not to feel good? Exactly. I mean, it's just kind of a, huh? You know, mm-hmm. by, by being more positive, you're happier. You're, you look on, you know, the, the aspects of how can I be healthier? Um, how can I go around obs- obstacles or be believing in some success rather than looking on the negative side? Mm-hmm. And um, because it's one of those that, is out there quite a bit, you know, you know, how does it really work? You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of different ways that, that people um, have a perception and you can't really tell that until you get to know somebody or you can listen to what conversations they have even with themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that, you know, the power of positive thinking is, you know, it's not just a concept. It's a way of life. It's, um, you know, it's something that comes through everything that you do. So, you know, we actually, there's a, a quick story about that illustrates how the power of positive thinking works. And let's just say Alan, um, Alan applied for a new job, but he didn't believe he would get it since his self-esteem was low and he thought of himself as a failure and unworthy of success. So he had a negative attitude toward himself and that meant that he believed that the other applicants were better and more qualified than him. His mind was occupied with negative thoughts and fears concerning that job and for the whole week leading up to that job interview, he actually anticipated failure. So on the day of the interview, he got up late and then to his horror, he discovered that the shirt he planned to wear was dirty the other one needed ironing. It was already late, so he went out wearing a wrinkled shirt and without eating breakfast. And then, of course, during the interview, he was tense and negative and hungry and worried about his shirt, and all of this distracted him. It made it difficult for him to focus on the interview. His overall behavior made a bad impression, and as a result, he materialized his fear. He didn't get the job. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Jim, man B applied for the same job, but approached the matter in a completely different way. He was sure he was going to get the job. So during the week leading up to the interview, he visualized himself making a good impression and getting the job. And the night before the interview, he got his clothes together. He went to sleep a little earlier. On the day of the interview, he woke up a little earlier. He had lots of time to have breakfast and have self-care. And he arrived to the interview before the scheduled time to begin. And he made a good impression and got the job. So, you know, was, was there magic between how these two different people had that experience? No. Everything happened in a perfectly natural way. It came from positive, the, the attitude, either positive or not, about um, how that, that experience was going to go. So, mm-hmm. you know, each of them set their course in motion, and, you know, it was simple cause and effect, really. That was the outcome. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So, with that kind of an attitude, um, you know, it's not like we try to operate up here in the clouds that we're not oblivious to feelings and emotions and ways of being. It's really um, how do we radiate out here? Mm -hmm. What do we want to radiate? You know, the energy and the uh, ability to have a brightness in our eyes. You know, it's, it's really much easier to walk, walk tall and have a big, um, 
carry a big stick. (laughs) (laughs) Have a smile on your face and Mm -hmm. and show that we actually are um, relating to people and also energetic and curious and um, present. Mm-hmm. And that even energe- even enlightened masters who are walking around on the planet right now have to do laundry and get stuck in traffic jams. Sure, what separates them? Their their attitude with which would uh, how they approach it, what what sure. they um, what their response is, and how they relate to others during that experience. And I think with that, we need to relate to a commercial. Is that right? I think so. Okay, we'll be right back. Have you ever met a muse or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. IntelliKey dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the IntelliKey to become a cat. So what is human IntelliKey? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellikey.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellikey.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. We're talking about positive wings <laughs> we're Reason thinking talking, we're, yeah literally not non-literal we're actually talking about um walking tall having a, a a powerful feeling of positive um feelings and smiles on our faces which also relate to an attitude that we hopefully pass you know positive um can vibes on to people as we're dealing with them throughout the day. And it's very interesting how um, either, you know, things can be contagious. And so positive thinking and negative thinking can be contagious. And so what would you like to give? Which one would you like to receive? It's, it's one of those where, um, a lot of this can be on a subconscious level too. It's and you know if you're walking around with a negative feeling, 
uh, you're going to have body language that has that kind of negativity too. And so that can rub off to people. And I think it feels better if someone has a, a bad attitude day, um, possibly to, um, you know, counter that a little bit so that they can um, hopefully have a little better positive feeling somewhere during the day and not have totally trashed. But it's one of those where um, some people that are negative don't like to be around positive people. <laughs> <laughs> they like be- to be unhappy. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's one of those uh, negative thoughts, words, and attitudes create negative and unhappy feelings, moods, and behavior. And when the mind is negative, it's kind of like there's a bunch of poison that, that's released. And unhappiness and negativity you know, leads to different results. They can feel um, things pile up and they can feel things that are frustrating, that they're annoyed at everything, that on and on it goes. And on the flip side, you know, positive thinking is not acting like a Pollyanna where things aren't connected. It's more like um, it's an attitude to look towards something positively. And, you know, there, there are a lot of things to be said for um, doing prep work for yourself during the day, um, doing meditation or prayer, um, setting a stage for your day early in the morning um, or when you get up so that you have an anticipation that, um, you know, basically that you can start your day well. And it's also a good idea to um, set up your thoughts so that when you go to bed, you know, you're able to actually sleep very well. And that gives you a good um, stage to actually open up the for the next day so it's it's a lot of um prep work in some ways um, well, that's but, the cultivation part right mm-hmm. you know attitude affects discernment and we're talking about having sparkling discernment so if you want to have your discernment finely honed so that you can pick up the information that you need to have at any point in time to help create a more positive happier healthier experience then these are the things that are going to help you and they're they're simple i i, I was talking to a sufi master um several months ago now but he had said that um, one of his masters, 20-some years ago, said, look, I'll give you the secret of life. He said, I, I promise you. He goes, in two minutes? He said, if you do this for two minutes a day, for the next 10 years, your life will completely change. He goes, I will tell you what it is, and I can guarantee you that nobody's going to do it. And sure enough, that's what happened. That's what happened. Nobody really did it, except this guy thought, you know, there's got to be something to it. So he started after about 10 years, he actually went in and started doing it. And now, you know, some 40 years later, now he practically levitates. You know, it's pretty interesting. But, you know, he laughed. He was telling me about it. He goes, you know, people, when they know what can make their lives better, a lot of times they just don't do it, even Uh if it's two minutes at a time. So, you know, what you're saying here, what you're suggesting is that, you know, this is the secret of life, people. (laughs) It's simple. It happens every day. It doesn't take money. It just takes a little bit of time and attention and really focusing on what you choose to experience. Well, and it's it's also having a higher perspective, too, because we've been focusing on things, you know, and looking at um, how does one pass through the, as a maybe filtering it as you go. 
Um, it's, it's breathing in and breathing out. I mean, we're all alive at this point, you know, with <laughs> thinking, <laughs> thinking through this, how do you want to position yourself? So if, if we think about presenting our day with, with an objective of here's what I really am looking forward to, this is what I really want to have happen, um, and, you know, there's going to be all the naysayers showing up at some point because they always do. And I look at it as an opportunity to say, mm, how do you do? Have a very nice day. You know, and they may look at you totally shocked that someone would give them a blessing that for a good day. But, you know, that's their choice to either hear it or not or acknowledge it or not. Um, if someone's not acknowledging you for what you're you're offering that's again their choice Mm -hmm. and you don't need to sit there and ponder why are they not agreeing with it you know that's their their level of of acceptance where they're at yeah and so you can um, help yourself with using the choice of positive words and when you talk with others you're using positive you know whole positive um, experience you know it's not just the words it's your body language it's your smiling your your um an open situation that's you know if you're energetic it's it's one of those where that energy is contagious like we had just mentioned you know it's contagious either negative or positive mm-hmm. and if you rise to the moment and really look at it from the standpoint of how does each one of those make you feel it much it's much more easier or this is how i relate to it it's a lot easier to be bubbly and go wow yeah I, i'd like that little bubble that that little inner bu- bubble feels really good um and it's one of those where if you look at it from a negative perspective that kind of pulls you down and so it, it's almost like the bubble pops and so it really it's it's discerning yourself what do you want to feel like and how do you feel um after talking to someone how do you want to feel because if if you want to feel those bubbles and the energy and the bubble process makes you feel better um so you can be contagious going from person or or different discussions or to yourself and your um, your day will flow a lot better because your whole day is structured around how you perceive things going on. Then it it is um, that higher perspective of that's their choice to feel that and go on with what your expectation is for yourself. Totally, totally. You know, there's a quote by Glenda Green that's brilliant. The practice, so write this down, grab your pens, everybody. Um, The practice of discernment is a part of higher consciousness. Discernment is not just a step up from judgment. In life's curriculum, it is the opposite of judgment. Through judgment, a man reveals what he needs to confront and learn. Ooh, and through discernment, one reveals what he has mastered. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that mastery um, can be a gift. Absolutely. How yeah. is the mastery arrived at? I mean, mm-hmm. how do we master something? That's practice. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, 10,000 hours. If you pay attention to um, Malcolm Gladwell, mm-hmm. um, he wrote in, I think it was in Blink or The Tipping Point. Um, but yeah, he said it's 10,000 hours. You know, And there's several studies that show that. If you do something for 10,000 hours, you will have mastered it. Well, it's like walking. Mm-hmm. Step, steps. You know, they say steps every day. We should be doing 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of interesting. I've, I have a pedometer. I've been through a couple million. <laughs> it's turned over a couple million. I'm going, oh. <laughs> How do you do that with words and with the feeling? You know, what, mm-hmm. what's the uh, trackable part? Well, I think it's your inner feeling. It's mm-hmm. your own inner sense. And it makes you feel more genuine rather than phony. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it comes from deep inside yourself, you know, and that's part of the other, um, the compassion for other people is one of those that, um, you know, really not just thinking of ourselves, you know, it, it's really a quality that, that we want to have and share. Um, so there, there's really different ways of, um, how this affects people out there too. So, um, mm-hmm. how do we want to share this? Well, you know, I actually think that um, it might be really cool to just kind of acknowledge that not everyone wants or needs a step-by-step process for spiritual discernment because, you know, but, you know, because it's such an individualized process and some people are like, oh, I got this, you know, but other people might say, you know what, I really do want a process. And St. Ignatius has um, the principles for the discernment of spirits. And there's a lot of different books on discernment, but, you know, the, the, the steps there, the first step is just is what you said earlier it's preparation start in prayer um think about from your deepest truest self what is the question that you want to ask what's your burning desire in life right now and then reflect on whatever that question is and notice what comes forward so um the question that you ask needs to be relatively concrete and specific um and uh so um, things like, should I get more education? Should I deepen a current relationship? And if so, in what way? And then this stage two is indifference to the outcome. So no matter what the outcome is, you may not like it, want it, expect it, but can you be at peace with that discernment? Um, if not, then you've got to go a little deeper. If there's a fear or a blockage or an obstacle, you want to acknowledge that and be honest with that. And then stage three is thinking about the practical considerations. What are the facts surrounding the question? What are the practical considerations? What are the options for answering the question? What are pros and cons for the options and discernments that have come up? What beliefs and values are affecting the question and the discernment that's come forward? And then stage four is to consider intuition and the felt senses. So in that moment, you want to listen to your intuition as um, individual insights around the options that you're facing as the question comes forward. So you may want to do this in walking meditation, but you really want to make a note of how your body is leaning on this question and and really um, take note of your gut feelings. So from there, stage five is use your imagination. So imagine 
how to explain this, what's, what's coming forward. Imagine sharing with your best friend or that someone that you care about is facing the same question. What would you share about that? So use your imagination and um, consider that question that you're asking. Then stage six is to make the choice. Now that you've considered the facts, the intuition, the insights, the imagination, and you've prayed, you've meditated, now it's time to make the choice. So search for which way you feel you are leaning. What choice feels like the one that feels the best for you. And as you make that choice, reflect on where do I feel peace around this choice? Where do I feel um, some sort of despair or desolation around this choice? And then stage seven, take the action and evaluate. So reflect on it for a little bit of time, um, but then take action, take the, you know, make the leap, notice what happens right away, and then continue to connect in and listen to what's coming forward through your discernment. So you want to um, repeat this process, you want to tweak it, make it your own, but really this process will help you to develop discernment in a um, concerted way. So it gives you a little bit of focus. Um, Danny Shapiro says, according to Ayurveda, we become what we surround ourselves with. And so it stands to reason that we have to be discerning about what we surround ourselves with. That so, is pretty profound. Pretty, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you yeah. scratch your head and, well, what does that mean? <clears throat> That's really being awake. It is. And being you know. accountable, it's what you said, being accountable for your experience. You really have to own it and be responsible for your life. You know, so it, it's really comes back to sparkling, you know, how do you want to sparkle mm-hmm. and be enthusiasm, the enthusiastic and contagious. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be contagious. You know, <laughs> you know, so we're mighty gems, contagious gems, you know, jewels, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at, you know, it's, it's a higher perceived value when you feel better. You know, you have value to share with other people. And as you go about prospecting for mighty gems and yourself and others is really about looking for how that smile smiles out there and ripples has the ripple effect upon the rest of the world and buddha said the trouble is you think you have time unfortunately you need to start the journey now because time time slips away oh Mm -hmm. it it slips fast Mm -hmm. so as we continue to connect within ourselves to nature and to others with one insight one choice and one action. It is also very fascinating. We broaden our prospecting arena and can go up and beyond, float away with a bubble as a bubble. <laughs> and Buddha also said, "In the sky, there is no distinction of east and west. People create distinctions out of their own minds and then believe them to be true." So this is really the story of your own discernment. Mm-hmm. Be careful how you listen and what you believe. Join what us next to be Friday. around you, right? Part, That's what oh. Danny Shapiro said. She said, yes. watch what's around you. Yep. So check it out. What's happening in your world right now, if it's not, if there's something that's off, acknowledge it, own it, and then take action on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a fabulous, discernible weekend. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining D. Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. 
Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.